All right, we're going to be in Jeremiah 33, 32, excuse me, 32, Jeremiah 32. I believe this chapter of Jeremiah was written about a year before the Babylonian uh, captivity. Jeremiah is actually in, in prison during this time as well. Uh, verse 1 tells us the time it was written, the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord in the tenth year of Zedekiah, the king of Judah, which was the eighteenth year of Nebuchadnezzar and his reign. For then the king of Babylon's army besieged Jerusalem, and Jeremiah the prophet was shut up in the court of the prison, which was in the king of Judah's house. For Zedekiah, king of Judah, Judah had shut him up, saying, Wherefore dost thou prophesy, and say, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give this city into the hand of the king of Babylon, and he shall take it. So Jeremiah is in prison because he told the king, Babylon's coming. And he said, How dare you say that? Threw him in prison. We're going to look at these thoughts that are given to Jeremiah during this time. Lord, help us, I do pray, as we take a few minutes and look at this chapter in Jeremiah. God, may we continue to learn from it. And grow because of it, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. So you see here, the king Zedekiah refused to humble himself. He was probably listening. If you remember the false prophets that were out there saying, it's not going to happen, don't worry, everybody calm down, everything's going to be fine. What Jeremiah's saying, not true, it's not going to happen. More than likely, Zedekiah was listening to them, and he got angry at Jeremiah for spreading such a negative uh, uh, news and proclamation. So he throws him in prison uh, verse 4 it says Zedekiah king of Judah shall not escape out of the hand of the Chaldeans but shall surely be delivered into the hand of king of Babylon and shall speak with him mouth to mouth and his eyes shall behold his eyes and he shall lead Zedekiah to Babylon and there shall he be until I visit him saith the Lord though ye fight with Chaldeans ye shall not prosper no victory can be found where God is not. Um, they were not going to have, Zedekiah and Judah were not going to have victory because God was not with them. Um, Nebuchadnezzar and Babylon would have victory. Why? Because God was with them. Um, God was leading them there. God was telling them to do it. God was giving them the victory. And so where you do not have God with you, you will not find victory. And so Jeremiah then proclaiming the word of God in verse 7, God told him, Hanamiel, the son of Shalom, thine uncle, shall come unto thee, saying, Buy thee my field that is in uh, Anathoth, for the right of redemption is thine to buy it. So Hanamiel, mine uncle's son, came to me in the court of the prison, according to the word of the Lord, and said unto me, Buy my field, I pray thee, that, uh, that is in Anathoth, for which is in the country of Benjamin, for the right of inheritance is thine, and the redemption is thine. Buy it for thyself, then I know... That, the, uh, that this was the word of the Lord. So it happened exactly the, the same way that God said it would happen. Verse 9, he buys the field. Uh, verse 10, he says, I subscribed the evidence and sealed it and took witness and weighed him and the money in the balances. So I took the evidence of the purchase, both that which was sealed according to the law and custom and that which was open, and I gave the evidence of the purchase unto Baruch, the son of Neriah, the son of uh, Maaseah, in the sight of Hanamiel, mine uncle's son, and in the presence of the witnesses that subscribed the book, 
of the purchase before all the Jews that sat in the court of the prison. So he did exactly what God told him to do in purchasing this property. Now to Baruch, he says in verse 14, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Take these uh, evidences, this evidence of the purchase, which, which is both which is sealed, and this evidence which is open, and put them in an earthen vessel that they may continue many days. Why are they doing this? Because they're going to come back. The land is going to be retaken uh, by God's people once again one day. And he says it in verse 15, For thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, Houses and fields and vineyards shall be possessed again in this land. He rightfully was going to own it, but it was going to get taken. It was not going to be under their control anymore for a time. But because God said they're returning, uh, Jeremiah was setting it up so that when the return happened, everything was in order and ready to go uh, as, as is planned. Now, there was a little bit of confusion. Verse 16, Now when I had delivered the evidence of the purchase unto Baruch, the son of Neriah, I prayed unto the Lord, saying, All Lord God, behold, thou hast made the heaven and the earth by thy great power, and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for thee. Thou showest loving kindness unto thousands, and recompensed the iniquity of the fathers into the bosom of their children after them. The great and mighty God, the Lord of hosts, is his name. Great in counsel, and mighty in works, for thine eyes are open upon all the ways of the sons of men, to give every one according to his ways, and according to the fruit of his doing." which has set signs and wonders. He's going through, of course, explaining everything. Verse 21, uh, verse 22, excuse me, uh, has given them the land which thou didst swear to their fathers to give them a land flowing with milk and honey. Now, though, it's getting ready to be taken away from them. So verse 23, they came in, they possessed it, but they obeyed not the voice, thy voice, neither walked in thy law. They have done nothing of all that thou commandest them to do. Therefore thou hast caused all this evil to come upon them. The things that God has done for them, verse 19, he gave everyone according to his ways. Um, uh, then we see in verse, uh, let's see here, 21, they brought stuff out. In verse 22, they brought stuff in. In verse number 23, we see their sin. And verse 24, the result of their sin uh, is the, the taking away of the things that God had given to them. But again, verse 15, they're going to possess these lands once again. Verse 25, look there, it says, And thou hast said unto me, O Lord God, buy thee the field for money, and take witness for the city is given into the hand of the Chaldeans. The understanding that, okay, God, this is what you told me to do. Have you ever been there with God before, where he told you to do something and you obeyed, but then you were still left going, I'm not sure if I fully understand what we're doing here <laughs> i'm not sure if i fully grasp the the reason behind all of this yet god i will still obey that's what jeremiah did he obeyed even in times where he was a little confused uh wanting maybe a little bit more insight um but nonetheless uh it, it he gets an answer in verse 26 as god speaks to jeremiah uh, verse 27 behold i am the lord the god of all flesh is there anything too hard for me He's reminding Jeremiah of his sovereignty and his power. Verse 28, Therefore thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will give this city into the hand of the Chaldeans, and into the hands of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and he shall take it. And the Chaldeans that fight against the city shall come and set fire on the city and burn it with the houses upon whose roofs they have offered incense unto Baal, poured out uh, a drink offerings unto other gods to provoke me to anger. 
God says, he's reminding Jeremiah, there is a purpose for all of this. There is a reason for all of this. There, the Babylonians are going to come. They're going to take the city. They're going to burn down the very houses that my people were offering incense to false gods. It's going to be destroyed. You remember, and I, I don't remember the names now, um, and I should, but uh, where they came in and they, they destroyed the temples that they, that they had built, that his father had built, with putting in the false gods and the idols, and that was one of his first things he did. He came back and he tore those things down, got rid of them, destroyed them. God is doing this for them. He's saying, you were offering incense to false gods to Baal and other offerings to other gods. Well, I'm going to bring someone in that's just going to destroy everywhere you so-called worship the false gods. Uh, verse 32, because of all the evil of the children of Israel and the children of Judah, which they have done to provoke me to anger, they, their kings, their princes, their priests, their prophets, and the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and they have turned unto me, uh, uh, me the back and not the face, though I taught them, rising up early and teaching them, that they, uh, yet they have not hearkened to receive instruction. We continue to see this, this pattern of rejection of God's message. Uh, verse 35, And they built the high places of Baal, which are in the valley of the son of Hinnon, to cause their sons and their daughters to pass through the fire unto Molech, which I commanded them not. Neither came it unto the, my mind that they should do this abomination to cause Judah to sin. We see the influence of the leaders of the fathers, of the heads of the homes, of the religious leaders, of the political leaders. We see their influence on the, the next generation. And before long, what you had, a generation that did not know God. They, did not, they were not being taught the ways of God. They were not being taught the simplicity of right and wrong. Um, they were being taught in a way that was ungodly, and it was influencing and ultimately destroying the nation uh, that is here. It, it reminds us of the importance of us doing our part to teach and to continue to teach the young people, the next generation, the generation behind us, what is truly right. They're not going to hear it anywhere else. They should hear it at home, and they should hear it at church, but they're not going to hear it anywhere else. And it's so crucial and so important that we are doing our responsibility, taking our responsibility serious to train the next generation. I know people that, you know, they go to church and they leave their kids at home. You, you, I mean, you just can't do it. Um, your kids aren't going to learn anything about God at home. As a matter of fact, they're going to learn uh, of, of the, of the opposite of that. The, what, they'll see it as unimportant. I've talked with parents who said, well, I'm not going to force my kids to come to church. I said, well, this is the time you're supposed to do that because it won't be long. You won't be able to force them anymore. This is the time you bring them, you teach them, you show them what's right, you show them what's good. And sure, you pray and you hope that they don't see it as being forced to come. But I guarantee you, your child being in church is far better than your child sitting at home saying, saying well, at least they didn't force me to go. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of people serving God today who are forced to go to church as a child. And, it's, again, it's, a lot of it depends on your, your, how you characterize it when you get your kids in the car and bring them to church. If they see it as a punishment to go to church, well, since you didn't do this this week, you've got to go to church. 
well, that's not, that's not ideal. <laughs> but uh, the, the, ta- the, the teaching, the training, the uh, instilling habits of doing godly things is so important. We force our kids to do all kinds of things they don't want to do. Um, if they don't want to come to church, you shouldn't care in the sense that um, they, they're coming anyway. And, uh, and I, I pray that we teach them and train them in the right ways and, and the importance of church that is there. Look in verse uh, 41. Yea, I will rejoice over them and do them good. I will plant them in this land assuredly with my whole heart and with my whole soul. For thus saith the Lord, like as I have brought all this great evil upon the people, so will I bring upon them all the good that, that I have promised them. And the field shall be uh, bought in this land, whereof you say, it is desolate without man or beast. It is given into the hands of the Chaldeans. Men shall buy fields for money and subscribe evidences and seal them and take witnesses in the land of Benjamin and in the places about Jerusalem and in the cities of Judah and in the cities of the mountains and in the cities of the valleys and in the cities of the south. For I will cause their captivity to return, saith the Lord. It's a reminder that God has a plan, that God is in control. It's a reminder that God's saying to them, yes, I am leading you to Babylon. Yes, I am sending you into captivity, but I'm not abandoning you. As a matter of fact, I will bring you back. I will restore you, and things will return to the way they were supposed to be. And it doesn't say it in this chapter, but we've read it in previous chapters, where they will be my people, and I will be their God. He said this is all, it's all happening for a reason. It all started with Jeremiah getting a message from his uncle's son that says, buy my land while he's in prison. And then he buries the, the evidences and everything like that. Why? Because there is going to be a return. There is going to be a restoration. There is going to be a reprisal of what was once uh, there. Next week we'll look at Jeremiah 33, one of my favorite my life verse is in this chapter, and uh, it's a lot of good stuff in Jeremiah 33. We'll look at that next week on Mother's Day. Don't forget, if you have a mother, next week is Mother's Day. Um, don't forget, please. Thank you for coming today. Great food, great fellowship, good time together. One uh, first-time visitor this morning. Uh, good to see uh, that as well and uh, excited about what's to come. Don't forget to pick up a Gazette on your way out today if you haven't already picked one up. It's got some important dates for you on there as well. Things are speeding up. Summer's almost here. Um, so buckle up, get ready, be uh, ready to get plugged in and, and uh, help out and, and uh, excited about what the things are ahead for us to come as well. Let's pray and then we'll be dismissed. God, thank you for letting us come today. Uh, thank you for everyone that was able to be here and we pray that you would continue to help. Uh, the needs that we have. I know Cindy's dad and, um, and others have family members and other uh, friends and things that are sick and, and hurting. And Lord, I just pray that you would encourage and help and heal. God, we pray for your help this week that we would uh, take what we've learned today, take what we've been reminded of today and apply it to our lives, that we would share the gospel with those around us. Um, God, may we continue to lean on, on you, trust in you, knowing, Lord, that you have a plan, that you are in control and God, may we seek to obey you so that we don't have to go through the, the trying discipline, but Lord, that we can sit under the great comfort of, of God Almighty. So Lord, help us this week to lean on you. And uh, Lord, we ask for your blessings. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Before we go, uh, just a reminder, we got the air conditioning units replaced. 
uh, this week, and uh, praise the Lord, it was all covered under insurance. We paid our deductible. Everything else was covered. They even straightened the fence back out that was bent without us asking. Um, so very kind of them to do that, and uh, excited that we were able to get that. That's, I'm telling you, it's crazy. You think about it. We bought this building. Everything in the building's at least 20 years old. We just got brand new AC units for $1,000. Um, you know, and I mean, you say, well, that's what insurance is for. Sure, but I used to work in insurance, health insurance. It doesn't always work the way you want it to work. And I'm so thankful that, uh, that this did and God provided that for us. Uh, just a refreshing way to start off the hot season, uh, for sure, nonetheless. Thank you all so much for being here. Lord bless you. If you need anything, let us know. Let's be dismissed.